You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. Check, 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 check. Check, check. Incels, check. All right, Eric. What kind of episode is this going to be? Uh, this is this is live from a van uh, on West Fifty Fifth Street, because you're in New York, and I'm in New York, and I don't think we've actually done a podcast in New York in almost two years, maybe more. Actually, I don't fucking know, but we happened to cross paths. I didn't even know you were going to be here. I was in. I went to my production office, and you just. I happened to see on Twitter that your band was playing like 10 blocks away and i was like oh well we got to do an episode this week so why not why don't we just fucking do it in it we recorded in a van one time now we're recording in a van again yes but uh this one microphone thing is uh is going to lead to some great comedy <laughs> because the reaction moments also you can uh we can really get these laughs off you know, like we can really feed each other some some uh, ollie oops. Yeah, I guess so. Well, we you, okay. So when the podcast started a long time ago, we only had one mic. We didn't even have a mixer. So it feels like we're harkening back to the old days here with this one. We're in New York. We're sweaty and disgusting. We're surrounded by. Look at this fucking guy. This is this is this this fucking guy's walking towards us here. We're in we're in the most remote part. Of the island of Manhattan, probably. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's real incel hours out here. Uh, without question, we are in the worst place. Uh, you were mentioning that you've hit a new stride in your, in, in your depression by virtue of being here. Uh, would you care to elaborate on your, on your thoughts I'd like to know about your suicidal ideation. How do you, how do you, like, what do you concoct in your head when you, have you been going to the office? Uh, no, I only went into the office once. I don't, I, uh, on your, so you're sitting in your parents' house in your old bedroom, yeah. sometimes in the basement, yeah. thinking what, like, I could probably get a rope over this, uh, <laughs> I maybe I could go old school and get in the tub, drop a radio in there. Your father used to work in consumer electronics. Perhaps you have a radio in the house. Uh, what are some of the ways that you've thought? Oh shit! I'm in New York. Time to kill myself. Uh, I, I've just ha I've just been having these thoughts where I'll like wake up in the morning and I'm like, you know, it's, start, it's starting to feel like a movie that's been going on too long. Just like what was this? It's still doing this. Right, we just wake up. You reload the program. You kind of you look around and you're like, you're "Still, this is it. This is it." I guess. Is it? Is 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 anything else going to happen? And then I think about, well, you know, I'll go back to L.A. But then, you know, that's just a program in and of itself too. It's like it's just a different, you know, L.A. is the expansion pack. 
you know. DLC. Right. So this is what you want to hear from a friend. Uh, you want to hear that he's, uh, his crisis is so ongoing that it's, uh, it won't be a surprise whatever you do next. No, and it'll be for our, our subletter to find my, my decaying corpse uh, in, in my closet one day. What do you want to we, so we, do you have anything you want to talk about like as, as far as things in the world as far as things in the world go? Um, what did we cover last time? Nicki Minaj is under attack. Oh, that's done with. Who gives a shit? What did I see? Uh, the, oh, Chappelle. People are mad at Chappelle. It's the Chappelle cycle. You, okay, you know what? You sold me on suicide. <laughs> because you're right. We are doing the same fucking program. It's the same shit, man. <laughs> it's circular bullshit. The Yes, everybody. Chappelle has a new uh, special out. So Twitter has something to do. That's the same, That's all that this is fucking fodder for. You know, he said he said he's a proud turf, I guess. Can we be honest about something that's going to get us fucking all sorts of shit? No, but yes. Is there not... And uh, listen, our trans listeners uh, reach out. Is there not... So, by, the, by the definition that turf has taken on, is there not a little turf in us all? Oh no, that's going to get us killed. You can't say that. You can't say that. Uh, listen, people got to know what Chappelle is about by now. It's 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 over. It's we can't keep doing this shit. We cannot keep going through the cycle. Does your van have Wi-Fi? I see a Wi-Fi symbol on that little little display thing here. Would it upset you if it did? No, not at all. In fact, I wouldn't even use it. I'm just curious. Do you do cars have Wi-Fi? I don't. I couldn't tell you. I don't. Is this even a car? Here, here's the thing. Uh. What I meant by is they're not a little turf in us all. It, listen, it, it, turf, the definition is expanded in such a way to just account for anyone that believes that there might be an intrinsic difference between the lived experience of a trans person and a biological, like whatever your birth determination is, right? So, like, under that umbrella, of course Dave Chappelle identifies as a turf. Of course, like, 99% of the human beings on the face of the planet, if you said to them, hey, do you think that uh, trans people's experience is exactly the same as... Uh, a, a trans woman's experience is exactly the same as that of a, of a biologically born woman? Everybody go, no, they gotta be different, right? Because, like, somebody had to go through uh, their life as a determined male for X amount of years and then become female... Obviously, that would be, there would be a difference there, right? Your experience would have to vary between those two things. And then people just go, yeah, I guess I'm a motherfucking turf, which is what Dave Chappelle did. You're going to get Greenwald here. You're getting Glenn Greenwald. You, you're going to get thrown off a bridge. You're going to get thrown, you're going to, they're going to, they're going to stone you to death. That's what's going to happen. I mean, I should point out, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, I guess we could just keep feeding celebrities into the turf mill and being like, you're going to die for this. Or we, I don't give a shit. I don't care. As I've pointed out a million times, it's like, it, it, I, there's uh, making trans people into a monolith where they all have this, like, same, like, anxieties and all this is just nonsense. Obviously, there's a multitude of people. No, 
one single group where they all agree and think on the same thing. There is no there's no varying of opinions. They are all uniform in thoughts. It's more like a hive mind. It's more like a they are they're 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 part of a larger thing. Transborg. Transborg, exactly. <laughs> so here's here's the question. Is there any point? And this is tired and old. God, the fact that you don't have a case for your bro- your phone, it's like who I don't understand what you're trying to prove. Who needs a case? Why no one needs no one actually needs a case. You're going to look like one of these broke whores out here with a broken phone. It's too late for that. It's we're, we've arrived. There's no points. Well, you get a, you, the case makes it all bulky and annoying to carry. It certainly does, but it also protects it for like the four times a year that you drop it. But just drop it. Who cares? If it breaks, so what? That's just what happens to you. Why are we trying to mitigate every disaster? Oh, God. It's just to prepare a little bit so that you don't... Can we agree that if you have a smashed phone screen, that you have a disordered mind, and you can't accomplish anything? Yeah, that's probably true. I'm in... Sorry, everybody. I'm in a fucking mood this week. It's, it's you know, it's a, it's a whole thing. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to bring it back and bring it back down bring it back down to earth. What do we you know, maybe we should do some messages. Oh, we got to oh, but we don't have a fucking internet connection. Listen, dude, the guy part 3 is going to have to wait till next week, I guess. Uh unless I don't know. No, nah, it just no, feels I can, figure, I can figure that out. You sure? You can pull that you pull that shit up. Let's see what's going to happen here. So we this is this is now the second time we've broadcast uh from a van in the in the middle of New York City, uh, you know this is the sort of you know you hear about hustle and grind and things like that. This is the kind of thing you have to do if you want to make it in towns like New York, Los Angeles. You know you gotta you gotta keep your nose to the grindstone and just keep it moving. You know, like if you if you let up for even a second, you know you're gonna fall off and then that's it. No one's ever gonna hear about you again. You could be yesterday's news. You're gonna be in the, down in the fucking gutter. No one's gonna give a shit about you. Are you on the internet? Does this fucking van have internet? I swear to God. How is this even possible? He's looking at him. He's pulling up rub maps. Oh, you know what? It might be one of the 10,000 tabs he has open at any given time. He doesn't close his tabs. He has to have new windows because he's overloaded the tabs. That's insane behavior. I don't understand. So, but I don't think we're going to be able to... Unless you can get on... Actually, you know what? I worked on a Letterman shoot a couple of years ago at John Jay, which is right up the block, I think I can still get on their Wi-Fi. I think that's a real thing. I'm on the Wi-Fi. Don't you worry. You're on... Oh, maybe you got, he's got the Terminal 5 Wi-Fi. Look at that. Look at this. See? If you want to maintain your status as a heavy hitter in the, in the podcast world, in the media world, if you want to be the king of all media, you have to, you know, you got to keep that, that grind going. And then you can pull up dude the guy and read his his horror we made it through two dude the guys right we did okay so then there was a little bit of a gap between dude the guy sightings correct so the last review that we read everyone was from March 2014 dude the guy resurfaces at the same massage parlor in 2018 and here is his review he went in the early evening okay so first of all there better be 15 new reviews tonight for this place I went there at 6pm today and the mama Sen told me to come back in 30 minutes it was my fault for coming so late anyway 
Tonight, they were busy. The doorbell kept ringing all through my session. Just to let you know, you're messing up with my, you're messing up my time. So let me get to the good part. I haven't been here to, since 2014, right before I was sent to prison. This was my first piece of pussy since all the boy pussy I had in prison. So this was to see if I was still gay or not. When I walk in, the mama-san asks me how long I want. I tell her an hour, but she talks me down to 45 minutes. I agree since I can tell they're busy. She leaves and I strip down. So Susie walks in and is already wearing the sexy outfit so I can tell she just got done with another customer. She sees me laying down there with a towel on and she knows what's up. I ask her for a table shower since I've never had one before. It's all right. All she's doing is spraying rubber water on me and rubbing soap on me. I might have liked it better if I didn't take a shower five minutes before I came in. After the shower, she asks what I want. We discuss the price, and she lets me tells me one sixty for full service. After she saw how big I was, she only wanted to give me a blowjob. But hell, not nah of that. I had blowjobs all through prison. It's pussy time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> My man really ran the block, you know, like he really, he really, uh, his experience in prison is, uh, <laughs> she gives a pretty good massage. I had no complaints about it, but after we start the main, after, but after that we start the main event, she starts out with a bareback blow, bare back blow job, which I was surprised because I thought you had to ask for that by name. She keeps telling me I'm too big for her to suck it right. So I suggest the sex. I bring out my condom that I brought bought way back in 2014. It expired last month. We do the condom full service, and it's good. She was into it. I was into it. But it's just not the same as my boys from the joy. <laughs> I wasn't going to come from sex, and she said I was too big. Uh, it, 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 too big to do doggy style with her, so she gave me a tit fuck. It was good, but still not enough, so she put another cover on me and gives me a condom blowjob, which I found confusing because she just gave me a bareback blowjob. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, I suggest she sticks my finger up my, uh, uh, her finger up my ass, and she does, but I don't feel it. Must be her small fingers. <laughs> so I stop her and tell her to finish me off with a bareback blowjob. I finally come after a lot of pumping and feeling the boys. She aims it on me and cleans me up. We were kissing the whole time, which I found kind of nasty because I thought she just got done doing someone else right before me. She leaves after a nice hug and kiss, and Mama-san pops in to escort me out. On the way out, she tells me she has another girl, which I assume is the girl from the last guy's review. Uh, I'll tell her I'll be back. So, all in all, it was great to have vagina sex again after four years. (laughs) I'll go back after I find a job and have steady income. (laughs) What do you think? I mean, it's rare that a man is so uh, forthcoming with 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 this type of uh, content. You know, it, it, it's uh, I like that he's he's breaking the he's breaking the like the the taboo or the the stigma of uh, uh, boy pussy uh, in in prison. Yeah, he's 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 quite casual about about it. Which is 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 my main takeaway from the from this whole saga, um, you know. Maybe it's just I listen. Maybe we just got to keep moving. Here's his next review, which is from uh, just uh, two months later. Seems like he probably got a job, got back on his feet, wants to check it out. Man, I did something I said I'd never do. I ate out my provider, but I had to. 
But before I get to that, let's start at the beginning. So I want to get there early so I wouldn't have to wait like last time. I got there around 10 a.m. and got to the room immediately. Paid $60 for 45 minutes to the Mama San and walked in and, and, and in walked Happy. Happy is drop-dead gorgeous. Sea cups, pretty face, all that jazz. I'd done this sort of thing four times now, and she is by far the best looking I've ever had. She led me to the table and gave me a good scrub down and let me sit in the sauna for 30 seconds, which was pointless. She leads me back to my room and back to the room and asks me to pay up front. I tell her I want full service, but she says I'm too big for her. I'm pretty disappointed, but whatever. She tells me 140 for just a blowjob. I give it to her and hop on the table. The massage is pretty good. I told her that my shoulder was hurting and she gave it a, she gave some good attention. After I was ready, she licked and sucked up my balls for a few minutes, which felt really great. Then she threw on a condom and went to work. It was an alright blowjob, but as I said before, I was looking for the whole package. I started playing with her pussy an asshole, which I had never done with a provider before. I told her I wanted to eat her out, and she agreed. First thing, we did 69, but she was feeling really but she was really feeling good for my skills. She stopped me and laid me down on the table so I could really do my magic. Like I've said in my earlier review, I just got out of prison and went gay in prison and went prison gay while in there. I was eating ass while in there and went into ass eating mode with happy. She was squirming and moaning and everything. I was, she was super enjoying what I was doing. Now, now it was my time to, for full service. I threw two fingers into her pussy and ate her out. After three minutes of that, I kissed her and asked her if I could stick it in. She was feeling so good she couldn't say no. I gave her just the tip and then slid the rest in. Mission accomplished. We banged for about 12 minutes, one very specific, before, coming, before I came in the condom. All in all, it was a great day. I thought I was going to leave unsatisfied with just a blowjob, but I refused to just sit there without at least trying to get up in that vagina. I tried to get her ethnicity. When I asked her where she was from, she told me Pennsylvania. She knew damn well that's not what I was asking. So, um, the I like this review. I like this autistic man that goes gay, gay, and then not gay, and he it's just he's very practical, right? But what I like best is he has 10 comments on his review and only one of them says how could you be eating ass in prison but not want to go down on a fine ace this is the only one that considers it odd that this man dropped into his review of a massage parlor yeah I was gay for a couple of years now I'm back on that pussy so my question is are you and I less woke than these trucker trash? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm, what do you think the odds are? Like, do you, what do you think the odds are that someone's review that we've ever read has ever heard this podcast and said, hey, that's me that they're doing? I guarantee. And I'd like you to call in if, if this is the case. That number, please. Uh, 205-509-9785. Call in, please, if since our reading of Rub Maps has prompted you in some way to go have your own Rub Maps experience. Because I guarantee that has happened. Yeah, that's probably happened. I'm just I'm just wondering like are we are we putting dude the guy's business out there in a way that is maybe unfair? Is this so your speculation? Is that based on the based on the reviews that he left on this website, our savvy listeners could figure out his identity? 
No, but if he listens, he would know that it's him. He wrote this. Right. I didn't go in his diary. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't pull this out of his memories, uh, Total Recall style. This is. He wanted the world to know I've been eating boy pussy for the last two years in the joint. Yeah, but like you do have to sign up for this website in order to read these, no? Yes. So maybe, maybe we're of all the fucking things that we've read on this website. This is the one where you go, oh, maybe it's an invasion of privacy. I don't know. I mean, that's a it's a heavy thing to, you know. But but it's here's what we're learning is that you and I are fucking straight. Just as you revealed a few minutes ago you were a transphobe, we are You revealed you We were are straight up fucking homophobes because everybody nobody seems phased by this. Look at the reviews. The reviews are like, "Oh, is that the girl with the tramp stamp?" <laughs> Nobody cares. We are the only people that are that care that this dude was like, yeah. For a couple of years, my autistic ass had to eat some boy pussy, but and it wasn't bad. Uh, but I'm glad I can finally be with a woman. Yeah, that's the, the so the only comment of like of, of that that mentions that is just like, but <laughs> like they're mad at him that he didn't eat 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 the pussy. Yeah, you and I are less woke than dudes with. Toad the Mushroom avatars on rubmaps.ch. I mean, evidently. I just, I just, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the, the casual nature of these reviews is like, and l- listen, I'm not saying it's necessarily anything to be ashamed of, but it's just like, to just, to just be putting it out there. You know what I mean? Like, to just be put, you're just putting it out there. Yeah, but Snapple 2 and uh, The Rooster and The Calvinator don't seem to judge him at all. So why are we? Why are you nervous about this? Yo, yo, Brian Murray just told me that uh, Times Square is his favorite place in New York. That's not a real event. He's lying, right? Like, he's being totally full of shit. Oh, yeah, you want to talk about the, the cringe aids that you caught? Oh, walking past uh, Stephen Colbert's show? Yeah, did you? It, it, was it airborne? Was it? Is it the COVID of cringe? One hundred percent. That's that's the ground zero of all that is of all the every all the horseshit that's happened in the last year. It's all emanated from his cringe gaping asshole. Would you say that Colbert is patient zero of cringe? There's no there's no absolutely no question. If you trace it all back, it all goes back to him. It all goes back to wherever that fucking theater is, the Ed Sullivan Theater on Fifty Third Street. That's where it all. That's the genesis of everything. That is the ground zero of cringe horseshit. Do you feel sorry for... uh, Here's a hard question. Because I think we're talking about people with disabilities now. All right? You... And thus far today, you've revealed you're a transphobe, you've revealed you're a homophobe, and now I don't want you to come out as ableist. This would be the the hat trick of cancelable offenses, right? Yeah. So, uh, my question to you, uh, people that are excited for the history of broadcasting... Those people are severely autistic, right? Like the people that are like, like, Thirty Rock or the Ed the Ed Sullivan Theater, like th- those people, like clearly, like they would be going to these places as, with a with some type of supervision from like a, a charity of some type, right? That's that's just some tourist shit, isn't it? Like no one actually gives a fuck about that shit. Have you been to a baseball game and you you catch this severely autistic guy that is 
got his little book that that he's writing down all of the stats, despite the fact that all of those stats are recorded online every single day. This dude is sitting there writing down every th- single thing that happens in the game, like uh, all the box score bullshit. Have you seen that guy? I've I've seen the autistic guy at uh, at wrestling shows that holds up the sign that says Triple H is gay. <laughs> Yo, what happened to the woke wrestler? They deleted him. Was there a woke wrestler? Was that real? Yeah, you didn't catch this? What? Oh, was it on Was it on NXT maybe? I saw that there was some guy who kind of had a woke gimmick, yeah. But I think they I think they kiboshed it pretty quick. NXT is a show where they kind of try shit out and I don't think I think they they all agreed it was kind of stupid. It got scrubbed. Why would it get scrubbed, Derek? I don't think Vince understands. Like he he he's so he's so behind the curve these days that like he doesn't he he just looked at it as gibberish. Like he is he doesn't know what woke is. He doesn't know what safe spaces are. He's no idea. I thought it was pretty. F- I watched the video because the only place it exists now is on uh, people's twitters. Uh, I thought it was a decent gimmick. He just comes down. He he comes out. He sits. He sits, which is and they, the people are just yelling pussy, and he's. He's saying, I'm not going to use my privilege to resolve these conflicts. I think that this can be a safe space and all this. You know, and it's like, it's not particularly funny per se. It's very broad. But it is, uh, uh, I thought it worked. I thought it had potential. And uh, But apparently it has been removed. So my question is, why would it be removed? I don't know why. Maybe because it became, uh, no, I don't know. I couldn't say. It, it being, what, was removed from YouTube? Yeah, it's like it's not on any of the NXT sort of. Uh, it, it, you can't find it. You have to go to the dark web. You, you have to you have to trade a fucking Eastern European, a, a white slave, and and you can get fifteen seconds of this as a GIF. You have to download the Tor browser. <laughs> yeah, you got to Tor browser this shit up. Uh, you got to have double VPNs. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't say. That's that's strange. But. Uh... I don't know. I guess it's a gimmick they don't want to run with. It could have worked, honestly. I think it easily could have worked. They had a fucking straight-edge wrestler. Yeah. Uh, they still, I mean, yeah. There's. I think there's, like, several straight-edge wrestlers. Well, I don't know if it's, like... Is that true? Well, I don't know that it's, like... I don't think they have a straight-edge gimmick. I think many wrestlers are straight-edge these days, though. Because alcohol, alcohol fucks with your muscles. <laughs> it does. Listen, listen to me. <laughs> You're gonna tell fucking uh, who, who Rick Flair that alcohol fucks with your muscles? Well, he was offsetting it with fucking with the gas. What these guys aren't on the gas? Some of them are. The the particularly big dudes are on the gas, but not as many dudes are on the gas these days. It's lost its edge, man. It's lost its edge. <laughs> That's why wrestling sucks. It sucks. I don't know. I feel. I feel like, dude, the guy. Like, I. I, I don't know. That's peak. How do we move on from that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, nobody is going to. Do you think that there's anything else out here that is like this? Like, do you think that there's um, any type of scene for this? Like, dudes that were gay. I should try to find that Reddit. Which one? Prison gay. I don't know if that's the road we want to go down necessarily. Although I'm the one that set us down this road. I'm just I'm just afraid, dude, the guy is going to come kill us now. Why? You think that he's a... Just because he committed one crime, he can't get his life straight? 
No, I, I don't assume that. But I, but you know, I'm just I'm I'm concerned that, uh, you know, we've we've made his life public. He's a man who went online to say I've I've OD'd on boy pussy and now ne- need to vary it up with a woman's vagina. I I really think so. My read on dude the guy is that he is physically big, obviously going by his giant cock and. Probably intimidating. Uh, intellectually of average intelligence or slightly below average intelligence, but autistic is all fuck. And I don't think that he is coming to kill us. No, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm concerned now. I'm a little scared. Uh, wow. I. L- Sorry, I'm reading some other reviews, and I, I'm just going to read this one for this reason. She was great and had a nice body, sweet nipples, great ass, and all the right time, all the great time. She let me play and finger that pussy, lick it also, so she as she gave me a call. Then she hopped on my cock and fucked good. Her pussy is nice. Also, she liked to do ass play on you. She oils up the area, easy going with her finger, and. There was a the comment, man. You get learned to write shit, lick it. Also, she gave me a call. What the fuck, man? LMAO. <laughs> so, a person sought to criticize that the Marvin Junior, uh, JG nine nine tried to shit on Marvin Junior. Uh, and Marvin Junior's response: Sorry, man. We can't all be as perfect as you. <laughs> and then. Uh, Jenga Dervo said, who has a uh, Ren from Ren and Stimpy, uh, said, solid review, fun to read, and imagine you're stoned. What? I mean, is that how your brain works when you're stoned? Uh, maybe. Whatever. I fucking, I love rub maps. I, if you are one of our listeners who is, uh, like, what do you think our listeners are? Like, okay, so if you're like Incel 2003. And you have gone on fucking rub maps as a result and are leaving comments like, she knew how to apply some good pressure. She had to turn me over so she got naked and she got the condom on me. She started sucking my dick. By the way, I'm reading, I'm going to read a review as it's written. Are you ready? Yeah. So everybody, when I say as it's written, this is me being a stickler for, for uh, grammar because this person used no periods, just commas throughout the entire thing. I had a pretty good time with Hannah during my last session. She was the Asian girl that I got uh, for my rub. She was all she was at the front when I showed up. She's not bad looking, decent body, okay tits. She had a regular ass. I paid for the session and she fuck, I fucked it up already cuz I t- uh, paused too much. I paid for the session and she had me follow her to the room where she knew uh, where she was all set. I knew she was down to show me a good time. I asked her for the condom full service as soon as I could. She was cool with my request, and she got me started with a deep, arousing massage. Her hands felt great. She knew how to apply some good pressure. Then, When she had me turn over, she got naked and put the condom on me. She then started sucking my dick, and it was awesome. Even with the condom on, her tits felt good. She hopped on the table, and we went some good sex. I got her on her back and drilled that pussy missionary style first. She looked good. She got on top a few minutes later and rode me like a pro. Her hips were really could really move. I liked how she moaned, too. When she, when she, I did... When I did it in the rubber, she was riding too. It was worth every minute. She got cleaned up, and it was that was that for me. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. 
Do you listen to good podcasts or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out. And stop listening to other podcasts. Thank you. You're not concerned that this man's going to come kill us? I'm not concerned about any of these people. No? No, these are... the. I can tell that these are... These are the sort of citizens I want to share a society with. This is like... These people know what their urges are. They know that they have to fulfill them. And they walk into the fire every... This is a person who... You know what this is? Do you remember that thing that I got really emotional about and I still do and I don't know why it's so weird? I think I've I think I have past life sort of syndrome is that uh movie Dunkirk where the guy says there's no running from this boy. That's how I feel about these people. They know what their what their urges are. They know what is pr- putting pressure on their life. They know they have to go get their dick rubbed and they go they walk into that hail of gunfire. These are the people that I would be proud to serve my country with i mean it is and it is it's a pretty healthy outlet no so the argument is that uh the hysterical argument that's not rational is that these women are are slaves of some type okay well that wouldn't be healthy no but it's also just largely not true like we do have human trafficking in the united states but the definition is really broad and i've been to a dozen of these places in my life i can say with confidence that you can 100% tell when a situation is not good. You can 100%, and it's just very infrequent. If you talk to one of these massage therapists, yeah, we're going to give them that dignity. If you talk to one of these massage therapists, they'll just tell you, oh, yeah, I came here from China because there's more money here. Uh, I had a kid with a guy. He died. Uh, now uh, I'm a little too old to be doing this, but, you know, it's hard to get a job. That's it. It, it sounds like you're talking to a fucking diner waitress. It does not sound like you're talking to a trafficked person. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I don't buy into the thing that, that they're mostly uh, trafficked slaves. I mean, it's I'm sure it happens, right? And that's not good. But, like, yeah, I mean, I've I've spoken to sex workers that are like, yeah, this is not... Like, so they've used sex trafficking legislation as a way to, like, step on sex workers for a long time now, correct? Yeah. Uh, it feels so poorly implemented that people believe it's got to be intentional because there's no way that you can write legislation so broad that you're you're shitting on the or or you're looking out for the Asian massage therapist uh, style provider and the high end call girl. These people do different things, and then when you put into the mix women who are being trafficked to illegal brothels in dangerous neighborhoods 
where they're essentially kept in cages. These are all three very different experiences. And when you put them under the same umbrella uh, for the purposes of legislation, it feels like you either really don't give a fuck or you've got to hang up about sex workers. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's that's essentially the explanation I heard from a friend I had who was a sex worker. Um, so, w- initially what I was saying, this seems like a pretty healthy outlet. Yeah, I mean, if it's this or prison boy pussy, which one do you think is better? I mean, I, you've already accused me of being a homophobe, so. How good do you think boy pussy is? So let's let's reflect on it. We're alone in a van together. Nobody's going to judge you. I, What's the closest you ever come to a homosexual experience? You ever suck off one of your friends in high school? No. I'm trying to think. I mean, if it ever happened, I probably blocked it out. Uh, see, you're living with a lot of shame, man. You're, you're coming down on dude the guy. You think that you have to have fucking buried memories for a gay experience? What is this? The fucking 1990? Like, <laughs> this is 1990, huh? This is boys don't cry. I don't know. I can't. I. I mean. Okay. So, if I don't remember having an experience like that. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you're not gay. You want every all of our listeners to know that. Let's move forward. How good do you think boy pussy is? <laughs> you know. Listen. You're in there for a long time. He really wasn't. He was there for two years. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I don't know what to say more than that. I think I could go the two years, honestly. I probably could too. I mean, I basically have gone longer than two years. So, the allure of boy, boy pussy didn't didn't bring you over. Um, so maybe suffice to say that this guy is like very open minded, or he's got some inclinations. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know him that well, you know. I only know him based on these four reviews, so should I try to DM him? <laughs> nah, probably not. Should probably just let him be. When was wait, wait, so the first two were from 2014 and the next two were what? 2016? 2018 actually. 2018. So and he hasn't posted since? Hasn't posted since. All right. All right. <laughs> I mean, my dad was locked up 10 years. This guy couldn't make it through the f- a full term of a president without chomping on some boy butt. I don't. Here's a, here's a question. Uh, so does that mean my? I'm just gonna say. Does that mean my father probably is a little boy butt? Here's a question to you. Why do we infantilize women? Like why or why do we treat them like they're so fucking delicate and dumb? And what I mean by this is. If I say that this dude was chomping on some boy pussy, nobody takes offense to boy, right? Even though boy means that it's underage, we all have the mental capacity to say that's not what he means, right? So, But if you were to say, I'm going to go out there and get some girl sniz, right? People would be like, I think you should say woman, you know? Because girl is like a underage person right but with boy like do you did you wince when he said boy pussy instead of man pussy well he's in a federal prison so i assume he's with adults so would i but so that's what i'm saying those context clues we understood he was talking about a, a man yes but if you said girl 
if you said, well, actually, let's say, if you were talking to your folks, you might say, I hope to meet a nice girl. That would be fine. Yeah, that'd be fine. But are there contexts where if you said girl, people would correct you? Maybe some of these safe spaces that you occupy? Maybe some of these uh, wrestling school safe spaces that go on out here. I mean, I don't think people know what you mean. Well, that's the problem. Everybody knows what you mean. People willfully choose to... Like, look at D- Dave Chappelle. What do you, we think that this man is a committed turf of some type? Like, he's, like, on like posting on the JK forums? There are probably some people that believe that. Yeah, but those people, like, those are damaged, broken brain people, right? Yeah, but here's the thing. There's a lot of damaged, broken brain people, and when you have a whole... When there's a whole bunch of damaged, broken brain people all confirming, you know, their their derangement, it they, they feel they feel as though they're 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 sane. If I was gonna do stand up comedy in twenty twenty one, I would come out and I would explain hey everybody, you paid money to be here. You understand the format of the thing, right? Like you, you it's you would be arguing in bad faith. You would be intentionally misunderstanding things if you were to assume that every word out of my mouth is a truthful reflection of my feelings on a subject or my uh, uh, conveyance of my experience. You all know that. Are you going to be fun or are you going to be fucking lame? Do you see the photos of the lame, lame bitches at the fucking Dave Chappelle thing? <laughs> They're so, you know, those two women are the best thing on the internet. Yeah, I, I, I want to know the backstory. I can't. Oh, you, but you know that Vox is going to interview them in like a day or two, right? That's going to happen. You didn't get comped those hundred and fifty dollars tickets. You paid. You paid your own money to be there. You presumably know who Dave Chappelle is. What are you doing with your sour, flat, fucking disgusting, ugly moon face? What are you doing? I mean, yeah, I you know, I, I <laughs> do you want to give context? Sure, everybody. If you haven't seen the Dave Chappelle special, neither have I. But but there's a, uh, I haven't seen Squid Games either. Sorry, everybody. Yo, black people love Squid Games. Are you following? How many black meme accounts do you follow? Couple. Nonstop on the Squid Games. This was popping. I didn't know what it was until black people turned me on to it. And then I looked at it and I was like, it's Korean or some shit? What's going on? It's got subtitles. I'm never going to watch it. Yeah, I'm never going to watch it either. So the Dave Chappelle does a special. It's a comedy special. People paid money to laugh. And <laughs> there's a still frame that is going around the internet of an entire room dying laughing except for these two miseries of human beings like these two these two people who i just for the record i would not make fun of their looks i'm getting uglier every day of my life i'm going to be quite ugly there's a number of people that think i'm ugly today and i'm going to be quite ugly in five years i normally would not make a make a dig on people's looks except for these two lame assholes whose wide miserable faces are just 
looking at Dave Chappelle dead-eyed while the rest of the room explodes in laughter. And because the room is rather mixed, but these two chronically unhappy, SSRI-addicted failures are heavyset white women. The internet's having a great time with it. I mean, it has to be... Like, they must have been put there... There must have been some intentionality behind it. I would have to think. How, like like you said, how did you get these tickets? It's not easy. First of all, it's not easy to see Dave Chappelle in a moderately small theater. Second of all, for a Netflix taping, this is not this is not easy to come by. So I just would, I mean, I, I have to assume. See, here's the thing. I said before that Vox is going to interview them. I don't know. If it was three years ago, for sure. I don't know. Are we coming out of this bullshit? I don't know. I think Chappelle deserves a lot of credit and not in the way that people believe. So there's people that are like, oh, he's fighting the good fight. I don't think that, I don't think that anything he says matters in regards to this. Just that he is wearing you down. Because as Eric pointed out, the outrage gets smaller every time. Like, oh, we're doing this again? Because we feel, like, people are tired. And I think that Dave Chappelle's contribution to the culture war is consistency by just wearing him down. He's he's going 12 rounds. You are going to care less by the time he is done because if you can if you cared the same amount that you did when Sticks and Stones came out, you are a hysterical hysterical loser. Like you are an out of control person that needs to be that have a weighted blanket put over them because you're going to self-harm. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, feel however you want about Dave Chappelle. I mean, when I when I looked when I was looking at the stuff on Twitter, what what the people were out here saying, I saw mostly defenses. I saw mostly people being like, "Yo, Dave Chappelle's hilarious," or like, "Yo, he oh he's gonna piss people off with this one." Like, that's mostly what I saw. I saw a couple fuck Dave Chappelle, fuck him for putting people at risk. It's nonsense. But it's like I feel like at this point. We've all acknowledged, which we weren't ready to talk, we weren't ready to do three years ago, four years ago, whatever, but we all realize that that person is a lame. I follow a number of kind of edgy trans people, you know, like edgy trans women. They weren't feeling it because the turf thing is like just like a like a waving red uh, uh, scarf or what do you, what do you not scarf cape, you know, like it's a matador thing. So they took a run on the turf thing because they're fighting the turf wars at all times. Uh, but uh, you've seen the, the user or the viewer reviews versus the critics. Have you seen this? Oh, is it a thing for this one? So I know classically there's a lot of times where critics – Elitist snobs will hate on a thing that people largely love. So I would wonder what it might be for this one. It's called The Closer, which I have not listened or watched it yet. I probably will at some point soon because I love Dave Chappelle. Um, You know, I I would like, yeah, I'd like to know. Here's NPR's tweet regarding their article or review. In his new Netflix special, Dave Chappelle tries, and often fails, to justify button-pushing jokes about gay people, trans people, and feminists. Right to NPR critic Eric Deggins. Okay, that's the critic. 
It, <laughs> rot- Rotten Tomatoes audience score ninety six percent fresh. Uh, this is the what is this? The IMDb rating. Uh, four point seven out of five. And I believe this is Letterbox. Uh, eight point one out of ten. So how often was he failing in those jokes, Eric Deegan's? Yeah, seriously. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, first of all, wait, cl- click the NPR thing again. I want to read that again. <clears throat> he, 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 Dave Chappelle tries and often fails to justify button pushing jokes about Gabe. He fails at justifying button pushing jokes. Like, I don't think they understand what a comedian is. It's just no, to that, make jokes and make people laugh. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't justify the joke. The justification for the joke is the laughter coming from the crowd. Right, but the, a person that works for NPR could never comprehend that that idea. The, the justification for the jokes comes from the millions of dollars Netflix gives him. Yeah, no, no, no. NPR is against that. Oh, you saw our boy Hassan is getting yelled at again? Who's, who's Hassan? The, the, the guy at the bodega? Hassan is the socialist uh, Twitch streamer who's uh, making many, many millions. They revealed his salary, and uh, uh, if this dude doesn't become like pivot into being a libertarian in a couple of years, I'm going to be fucking shocked because the idea that he's going to want to pay the taxes that he does, he's definitely 100% going to move to Texas or some shit. There's no way on earth that you want that when you look at the services that you're provided in California, that you are willing to part with the amount of money that he is parting with. There's no way on fucking earth. I don't care how badly he's got to maintain his image. It's fucking crazy. I mean, I would I would dip from the socialism thing just because of how much all of his comrades fucking threw him under the bus when they found out he bought a house. Well, I see, but it wasn't the comrades. It was like like he's got a bunch of like he fucks like porn chicks and shit, and like they're all like, oh, he's very uh, he's very intelligent, all right. But like, it's it's like the incels like me that are like, somebody pay attention. Look at what this fraud is doing, and people are like, lol. We don't care what frauds. We, we like it, just entertain us. Mm. I mean, people were very upset that he. I don't. Well, who was upset that he bought the house? I thought it was his own people. No, no, it wasn't. His own people defended the living shit out of him because they're all hypocrites too. It was just people like me that are like, like pedantic little worms, like just being like, "Is somebody pay attention? This guy's a fucking. He's, it's illegitimate. Look at me. I'm Patrick Kinlan. I'm so fucking smart. I'm smarter than this guy that's making like a fucking 150 million a year. Like, it was people like that." Okay, so people like us. I mean, I, I does it make him a fraud because he bought a house? Yes. Why? We've talked about this. We've talked about this. Because he should have given all his money to poor people? Yes, he should have redistributed his literal wealth. Not, not he, oh, we should redistribute his fucking wage. We should redistribute his wealth. When do you become, this is a guy who has screamed literally screamed into a microphone that Jeff Bezos should be fucking, uh, uh, all of his money should be taken from him and he should be allocated to the poor. At what point do you recognize that you are the 1%? At what point? Why is Jeff Bezos not entitled to his billions, but you're entitled to your millions? Because billions is way more. Oh. <laughs> oh, I guess we had to figure out some cutoff, and it's just... be, be it to be the amount that he has. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly right. Also, can we uh, can we call out a hit on Grimes? Oh, for sure. But wait, hang on. I Can't you... Is socialism... You, we got we to gotta define or clarify terms here. 
Socialism and communism are not the same thing, right? Correct. Uh, although the umbrella, the umbrella is—they're both under the same umbrella. They're, and you, they're and kissing cousins. They're kissing cousins, and uh, I think that most communists believe that socialism is just a step on that on that pathway towards communism. Uh, here's the thing: you could. I believe we very quite clearly live in a socialist society regardless of what all these idiots on fucking Instagram say about, like, old age-stage capitalism. <laughs> we live in a socialist society. There is no debate there. We just live in a failed one that doesn't manage anything correctly. But there is no debate. It, what we do is socialism. So suck a dick. But the the idea of being a integrity-filled socialist that would lecture you on how to conduct yourself, like, and then for you to enjoy all the trappings of wealth, not, forget, listen, forget the fruits of your fucking labor, forget your, like, wage, comrade, your fucking wealth. This dude, in a few years, if he continues at the same track, is going to be oligarch-level rich. And, yo, What's he supposed to do about that? Now, I believe he's entitled to every dollar. If you can con a bunch of fucking 16-year-old fucking idiots into giving you a bunch of money, I guess, and you can live with it, I guess, good for you, but you could, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's like the people that like 30 Rock, I'd be like, they're disabled. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, so, like, I don't feel good about exploiting disabled people. I don't feel good about him exploiting fucking people whose brains aren't formed, but... What about our exploitation of our listeners and their Patreon money? That's different. We provide them good content in return in return for their money. I also, I listened to the Star Report today where he said, you goofy N-words have to, have to stay the fuck out of my DMs. God damn it. I'm not your friend. I'm not your homeboy. I'm not your confidant. Get out. Get the fuck out of here with that goofy ass. Now, here's the thing. I like that so much better than Hassan, who's like, hey, 16-year-olds, move into my fucking house in the hills. Oh, I didn't know he was doing that. He said, I'm going to be uh, y- your new dad. And he's moved, so Hassan has moved 150 uh, 14 to 16-year-olds into uh, his Hollywood Hills home where he goes by the name Papa Smurf. And he... <laughs> He insists on uh, it's a socialist compound. It's like a commune of a sort. He's got a, he got he got a socialist compound with his money on a, it's it was recently uh, the property recently freed up. Uh, are we still we're still live here? Yeah, I don't know. The lights just went out. It's, it's a property that just w- uh, went up for sale. He scooped it up at a deal because the previous owner there was some uh, some issues there. Uh, it's, 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 it's this little place. It's right off the coast of Florida. It's called little St. James. Oh no. Oh no. It's the Neverland ranch. <laughs> uh, all right. What else, what else we got? My, my legs are starting to sweat. Greetings from evergreen podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn, make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. 
head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. We're at 53 minutes. All right, let's do, we, let's, do you want to do a message or two? Let's do a message. Let's do a message. All right, hang on one second. Everybody, this is a really uh, on-the-fly uh, thing here, you know? What do you think about this couple out on a date in this part of town? What, what, what they're waiting for the Batman ending? Why would you be here? Oh, I, uh, hey, baby, let's go to the abandoned part of town. Yeah, let's go. To the, let's go to the part of town where there's literally no people and get our fucking heads chopped off. All right, hang on. Here's a message. What the fuck? This is so angry. Whatever. Hi, uh, Pat and Eric. Um, I will keep this short. I just want to say um, I was listening to your podcast um, before I went to bed. Um, it's just, I was listening to some Rubmap r- reviews, and um, it was the Rubmaps about someone using their credit card. So when I fell asleep, I was dreaming about going to a massage parlor and using my credit card, and I woke up in a panic. And it was a very vivid dream, great dream. I could leave a Rubmap review on it. And um, I woke up in a panic that all my money in my account was gone. I checked my bank account to find that that wasn't the case, which is great. But I just want to caution viewers of uh, WPT to not do that. It was a very scary situation. Thought I'd have to explain to my wife that I went to a massage parlor and spent all of our savings on a uh, rub mat review. Um, Appreciate uh, your content. It's very great. Um, big fan of what you guys do. Keep it real. Thank you so much. Um, hope to see this one day, but at the rate you guys do messages, I probably will see this in five years. Take care. See, the, unfair, the unfair thing is that we, we, I just play the first message that comes up, which means it's the most recent one that was left. So people who left one, like at the, if you leave one at the wrong time, you just get buried. And I'm sorry, this guy left one most recently. But uh, what do we think about his dream review? Uh, dream, you got to dream it to achieve it. I think that you should take this risk. Uh, I'm in a weird place. Can I tell you what? I had an experience. I don't want to get into it. It's too dark. It's too dark. It's not boy pussy. It's too dark. That has made me not care about the outcome of anything. Right, I'd like a nice relationship with my girl. Everything else, all human achievements. Who gives a shit, right? Like, there's things that you want to achieve, things that you'd like to get to the bottom of, like make a make something of yourself. It's all worthless. It's all fucking. It's all vanity, as the Bible says, right? So, uh, I don't care. Uh, I think that we need to take bigger risks, bigger swings. This guy needs to spend his family's money possibly make it so his child can't afford formula uh, on rub maps. Do you think we'll ever have as good a time as uh, these pictures from Lil Zen's birthday party? There is... I'm not exaggerating. I don't think I'll ever experience this type... I don't think I'll witness this type of joy. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. That it's, It seems like it's reserved for the, for the gilded class. Uh, like Hassan and Lil Zan, who share... They've, they're Eskimo bros. How are you going to be a socialist and have fucking be Eskimo bros with little Zan? I saw this. Uh, I saw this. Uh, this woman that I follow who's a sex worker, and she dressed as like a uh, a sexy uh, 
a sexy waitress and she said uh what would you do if you walked into the restaurant and saw this and it was like her with like her titties out and like a waitress outfit and it was like one of those instagram question things and i and my response was uh i would ask for the crayons so i could do the little map thing you know the placemats this is your idea of flirting <laughs> she didn't respond no you're kidding she didn't respond weird uh <clears throat> so yeah listen take a chance get the rubs uh Maybe not cheat on your wife, but I guess well, you know what I don't know. Maybe people's relationships are all fucking different. Uh, what do you think about the vast number of people that are claiming poly just so they can uh, cheat on their partners? What do you think about the people claiming they them so they could they them their way into some pussy? <sighs> We're not ready for that conversation. <laughs> here's a question. Here's a question to our non-binary uh, and gender fluid listeners. Hit us with this. You know that there's a lot of people faking that, right? Like, those of you that are, like, like very strong in your conviction that this is your situation, your circumstances as a person, you, you recognize. And I know that for anybody that doesn't, that's like, oh, Patrick, that's not your place to say. I've had somebody say to me, I don't want to get me tooed, so I use they, them. Wow. That Somebody said those words to me. So don't act like it doesn't fucking happen. I can assure you it fucking happens. Damn, someone said that to you? Exact, not exact words, but pretty much exact words, yeah. Um, That's fun. That's wild. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just one of those things, like, we all knew it was happening, right? Everyone knew that, right? Everyone knew that, but they don't want to say that. And people will say things like, oh, it's not your place to decide if somebody's uh, non-binary or not. And I'm like, hey, 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 hey. I'm talking about the individual who looked me in my eye and said, yeah, I don't want to deal with no fucking me too. I'm, uh, I go by they, them. And they do. It wasn't a bit. They do go by they, them. <sighs> I mean, there you go, folks. I mean, what more do you want? <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they think you're lying. I don't know. I think it's think I'm lying, but I don't got. I mean, what is this? Is this like a hill for me to die on that I give a shit about this? I, I'm just saying, those words were said to me by a human being who does go by they them. Let's do one more message. Hey guys, Timothy McVeigh here. I was just calling because. I wanted to get your take on the latest development pot and possibly end of the Seth Simon saga. Oh, Seth Simon. I recently saw on Twitter that his most famous uh, magnum opus claim to fame article for the New Republic saying there's an alt-right problem in comedy scene turns out to be completely fabricated. Yep. He was trolled by some person catfishing as an alt-right guy on a forum and has been completely exposed. Is this the last time we'll see of Seth, or will his reign of culture policing continue? Anyways, love the show. Thank you. So we we never, we meant to talk about this when it first happened, but we forgot. Uh, this is like sort of a niche thing. I don't know how many people, uh, <laughs> I don't know how many people, um, like, know about the Seth the, the Seth Simmons thing you know uh but we've talked about it before real quick 
Seth Seth Simmons Seth Simons he's a he's a failed comedian who now snitches on comedians for being alt right. He has a stupid little blog. Uh, he goes after you know the, the the regular people you'd suspect Cumia and whatever and calls them Nazis or whatever. But then conveniently you know ignores other comedians. Uh, he put out he published a thing in the New Republic called the Comedy's Got an Alt Right Problem, and yeah, he was getting the whole thing is some fraudulent nonsense. Did you do you remember reading this? So the article, which which uh, Anthony Jeselnik, suck a dick, retweeted, uh, was saying how it was essentially coming at the Legion of Skanks guys and basically a lot of New York comedians saying, you know, like in, in the Tim Dillon sphere and the Cumtown sphere, is, New York has a lot of funny comedians and they're more edgy than the L.A. comedians by... A million miles because they're not their proximity to show business is not as strong so they're not all trying to get sitcoms so uh, a lot of funny people in New York uh, uh, I don't know why they would stay here but whatever the uh, thing is you got a lot of people pushing boundaries Seth Seth Simons is so fucking stupid that he thinks that provoking something and again it's he thinks you're being literal and it's an expression of who you are and also that you have some agenda and you have some politics that you don't necessarily have so he uh publishes a an article as as eric said uh and it just throws all these dudes under a bus it's a thing in in the larger world for a second but these men have done a great job of insulating themselves against this sort of bullshit by cultivating an audience that likes them for these qualities. So it doesn't really harm the comedians in ways that we know about, but certainly it gets some bad press. Uh, What came out almost a year later was that there was a troll feeding Seth Simons, Simmons, Simons, whatever, Simons, all of this false information. Uh, he did it intentionally. Uh, he knew that he was setting Seth up to publish completely made up nonsense. It's a pretty good troll, honestly. It was, it was quite expert level. And I think it's really funny. I don't know. I haven't checked in a while, but I think Seth made his whole shit private because he can't deal with the, uh, he can't deal with the the um, the clowning on him that he gets when when shit like this happens. Also, which by the way, he has his own people. So it's funny because he got you know canceled. I don't know what you like. Someone said that he's basically like a weirdo sex pest, which you know all that actually amounts to is like he tried to holler at a chick and she and it wasn't well received like i'm not using that to hang him but you know that he would use like less than that to hang someone he doesn't like 100% he's not actually a sex pest the the person that said that is heard it like third hand and the person who she attributes the actual harassment like when she says this is the person being harassed that person according to seth has said with no qualifiers, no. That person's a weird old roommate of mine that has been repeating this story for years. Sorry this happens to you, Seth. So, if we're going to take things on face value, it seems like uh, it, it, it seems like uh, Seth got lied on, but you're absolutely correct. He would make hay out of it if anybody else got accused 
of sexual misconduct. That's his whole beat. So it's difficult to, like, all the people that write him on Twitter and say sex pest, sex pest Seth and call him a scumbag and shit, it, it does feel like a comeuppance of some sort for this fucking we- sniveling weasel of a man. But the fact that the only significant byline of his career is completely made up, you would hope would tank his career and he would have to seek life elsewhere. He would have to work a different job, different career, probably some marketing bullshit, whatever, work at a fucking gas station. But just like with Hassan, once you're in the tank for these fucking morons, you stay in the tank because you have attached your identity to their fortune. And when they're like, when they are proven to be total frauds, you have to, manifest a, like a complete delusion out of whole cloth to be like oh no 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 it's all of uh, you know it's unfair what happened to him is con- a conspiracy uh, yeah. yeah he's he's just i think the, the the narrative around him is that he like you i mean you can find a video of this dude on youtube trying to do a little a, 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 a you know a little bit and it's just it's just horrible. It's so- we say this as unfunny people. Yeah. Eric and I are not funny people. I'm shocked that we have our listenership, given how unfunny we are. I th- when I listen to our show, I think about killing myself. <laughs> I, I think, Jesus Christ, how could I be so unfunny? And do you know what that requires of me that Seth Simmons does not have? Self-awareness. That's what it requires. He thinks he's in a position to critique comedy. No, yeah, and well, but also the. Fa- I mean, one of his main critiques for a long time has always been like, "Oh, it's just nepotism. You have to." Ne-. He got like bitter because he couldn't, you know, he couldn't get in the shows and he couldn't, pl- you know, he couldn't get past the open mic stage because oh, it's, you just have to know the right people and you have to be the right kind of piece of shit abuser to make it in the comedy scene. He was like this disillusioned weirdo, so he made it his fucking crusade in his career to 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 rail against the thing he could never actually achieve. It's really quite pathetic. It's it's textbook in like a very like uh, oh man you, you like. You're doing it like this. This is your this is your fucking Joker origin over here. This fucking predictable nonsense. Anyway, Eric and I hate his ass. We th- like we hate him more than the comedians that he's tried to destroy. Because there's just something about a snitch that makes everybody. If you're a righteous, if you're a righteous con like Eric and I are that are e- out here eating the boy pussy, you, you are sickened by a snitch. And it's just it's not even just that. It's just like it's so obvious. That, like, he's just doing this because he has some fucking kind of, some bone to pick. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, like, that's his motivation. Like, he doesn't actually, like, does he believe his own bullshit? Yeah, probably on some level. But, like, you know that deep down it's born out of, yeah, it's like a jokerization. But now I wonder, now that he's been exposed for, like, the true fraud that he is, and as you said, his his major contribution uh, to I don't know what is he a journalist? Are we gonna even give him that fucking that much you know leeway? Like his main his his as the caller said his magnum opus his piece in the New Republic, you know it has to be. I wonder if it was taken down. Uh, will that jokerize him even further? Is he is he gonna be the next San Bernardino shooter? The magnificent gentleman. <laughs> is he gonna be the next Stephen Paddock? Uh, American Hero? 
<laughs> what's going to happen to him? Is he just going to like rot away in a basement? Like what's like, is he just going to get a job, you know, driving the van for Sherman Williams or something like that? Like what's, is he going to, is he going to, uh, you know, is he going to get the job, you know, driving a UPS truck? Like what, what do the next 20 years of his life look like? No, he'll do totally fine. He'll write for like, you know, one of these, uh, not Vox, but he'll write for like one of these kicked down versions of, of Vox. Like, you know, like the, the, the expressly feminist ones or like all these ones that where they don't really care about the the quality of your reportage on any level. Uh, journalism sucks and is for losers. That's bottom line. He's a loser. He's going to just continue to float through that world. All right. I mean, that's, you know, that's, I mean, it sucks that he'll even, like, do you think he'll be able to stay high on his own bullshit for the rest of his life? Yeah, him and Hassan, except Hassan makes fucking like $18 million a year and this motherfucker makes, you know, he makes $20,000. Yeah. So, uh, but he lives in like Iowa where $20,000 might be the equivalent of $800 million. I have no idea. But the, uh, which I'm about to pass through, we didn't talk about it. We should, we should be talking about COVID protocols and all the bullshit I've, uh, that I've experienced. This a shout out to the South who doesn't care about anything. You people are fucking totally deranged. Um, <laughs> But I respect it. I respect it. A thing that I want to say before we go, because my legs are really sweaty and that's my least favorite experience, is... I thought it was having to pee. I, I do hate having to pee. I hate having to pee. But I really also hate when my legs are wet with sweat. Like, right now I feel like I'm in a, a diving suit made out of denim. And my, my sweat is the water. And I'm very unhappy. All right, wrap it up. So... <clears throat> I just want to say to our listeners in the South, of which I'm sure there are many, don't let anybody tell you that simply because you're fucking stone chalk morons that you don't have the right to decide your own destiny. You are stupid. You are, you have limited intelligence. You don't understand things very well. Maybe it's the heat. Maybe you all got struck by lightning and like Ernest Scared Stupid style. There's something wrong with your brains. But do not allow somebody from Yale to rob you of your rights to the self-determination to live like total fucking morons. I respect you. I think that you should decide your future. If you don't want to wear masks, if you don't want to get vaccinated, if... (laughs) If you don't want to prepare for for natural disasters that happen almost like clockwork every four years, don't do it. I like our federalist system where if you have a value, you can move to a place in the United States that shares that value. Shout out to our listeners in the South. Eric said the South will rise again, and I had to say, hey, no, 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 that's, no, no, no. You've already, you've already exposed yourself as a transphobe, homophobe, ableist judger of boy pussy and now you're you're a southern revisionist cult of whatever that is what's that one the cult of uh, the lost cause okay do you have anything to say before we go 
just want to say if the South wants to rise again, they're going to have to uh, try out our new sponsor, Blue Chew. They're going to have to get on the, the Sedanophil if, they, if they're going to have any hopes of rising again. Anyway, folks, that's the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, you know, we'll be back again soon. You can do a little Patreon at some point. Again, Patrick lives in a van. He tours through the all the, the moron states. This is what he does for a living. So doing it, it's not easy. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get you with the shit soon. Patreon.com is responsible timeline. Go there. Throw some money. You get some bonus content. You get an ad-free episode. I guess or, I don't need Do we even still have ads? I, I don't know. I don't talk to the people at the network. We have, we're on a network. I haven't. I don't know. Did, I guess Pat talks to him. I have no idea. I don't know what goes on. If we still have ads, the ad-free one will be on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash worst possible timeline. Uh, hit the messages, 205-509-9785. You can drop in, leave a message, leave a threat, you know, air your grievances, whatever it is you want to say on there. Maybe you'll get played on the show. We have, like, about 170 in the bank right now. We'll get to you someday. Uh, what else? What are, what are the things I usually do here? Oh, Twitter. Twitter.com at, at WP Timeline. We're on there. You can threaten us on there. Uh, worst possible timeline at gmail.com. You can email us. Shoot us an email. You know, whatever you want to do. Uh, and, you know, we'll uh, stay safe out there. Do, do what you got to do to survive in the struggle. We'll get at you soon. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.